Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. The podcast all about getting people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, and the music that have soundtracked their journey. So join me as we open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by fellow mental health advocate and the creator of Like I Care, it's Sophie. Hello. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Thank you very much for having me. I'm delighted to be on. I'm so excited because like we've connected a fair few times now and every time that we seem to connect like my face hurts. <laughs> I'm laughing <laughs> so I'm really excited. In a good way. This one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> from the tears. <laughs> they burn. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing better actually than I thought I would be. I think when this all started, if you told me we were going into a third lockdown, I'd yeah. have thought, oh, I'll have given up by then. Um, but actually, I'm doing okay. I think a lot of us, having been in a couple of lockdowns now, we kind of know the drill. And yeah. I've learned what I need to do to get through. So I'm, you know, I'm really taking advantage of that. And I'm really not putting a lot of pressure on myself to perform in any way, to That's be quite, quite honest. And that, I think, has been the blessing. I think that is a that solid bit of advice as well. Yeah, just fair. literally just taking a step back and just thinking, I'm not a robot, so I'm not going to perform exactly the same all day, every day. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, 
we're social creatures we need that human interaction and actually it's okay if some days are a bit bad or if I'm not as I say um on top form that's yeah that's absolutely fine so yeah not Mm. not bad no I completely agree and you know we had a bit of a catch-up before we started recording and it was along the similar lines you know it's about remembering that we're not robots and you know it is okay to have those down days so you know you don't beat yourself up for the good days so honestly it's one of the biggest thing that I learned about the first two lockdowns and last year as a whole was the whole you know stop putting pressure on yourself you know enjoy the little wins that you can have and focusing on what you can control rather than what you can't because that's when you start going on like the downward spirals and you know, that's when it, well, for me personally, anyway, obviously that's when all the other stuff starts kind of creeping in. Yeah, absolutely. And and we've just got to, it it, it sounds cliche, but you really do have to put yourself first and you really do have to take care of yourself. And I think without a pandemic, people aren't very good at doing that anyway, but we need to be good at it to get through this situation. So, you know, I do hope that more and more people are learning to put themselves first because that it's just going to be so, so important. It is important. This is your reminder, everyone. Yeah, stop what you're doing. This Are isn't you an exclusive. First? <laughs> yes. So you're obviously the creator of the incredible. We're not going to say the B word because that's not no. what we are. We're not <laughs> bloggers. But you, you're the creator of Like I Care, and yeah. we recently connected on Instagram, and it is incredible. Some of the points and the tips that you give out, and like personal experiences. I can really relate to and it's something that if you wouldn't mind I'd quite like to talk about further because mm-hmm. it's something from my point of view is probably <laughs> quite a selfish thing to do on the podcast but hearing other people's journeys and other people's struggles really kind of gives me a kick and it gives me like a fire in my belly if you like mm-hmm. to keep going because it kind yeah. of makes me feel like you're not on your own in this whole, you know, horrible, mad mess of a world that we're in. Yeah, so... I mean, anybody that follows me on social media knows I'm not shy. Yes. So, <laughs> um, I'm, you know, very open to talking about everything. And that's the point of the blog. That's why I created it, was to get people to talk about uncomfortable things yeah. a little bit more. Because I didn't have, when I was at my worst I didn't have that and I think had uh, had somebody been and they, they might have been doing what I'm doing you know I'm not um arrogant enough to believe that I'm the only <laughs> one doing it but I, I couldn't see that content so I kind yeah. of want to create what I needed and yeah so yeah I'm more than happy to chat about everything and anything really no I love it I because I think from, from a similar point of view it's literally when I was going through that stuff, I didn't, I wasn't seeing that. I didn't have that kind of little bit of a kick. So I'm so grateful now that every day when I get to see like your posts, I'm like, yes, like, here we go. Like you can face whatever. So with that being said, can we go back to the beginning? Like where, what was the motivation behind Like I Care? So in a, in a nutshell because I, I find you know when you're asked to sort of share your story <clears throat> yeah you feel that you can maybe go off on a bit of a tangent I will try and keep it really <laughs> no that's what um, it is the whole point of the waffle shop go wherever you so, like <laughs> that this is literally the pod the podcast <laughs> me, I think um 
so it started I probably started experiencing above average levels of anxiety when I was about 18 17 18 yeah and it first started I can see it now I didn't at the time but it started because of the relationship I was in it just wasn't very good for me um so that kind of started it and then other events made it snowball into something much bigger so um in my first year of uni my dad was diagnosed with um cancer kidney cancer which he'd been quite ill for a while and it's all, and yeah. I, I think anybody that has seen somebody be ill for a while that they love the c word is always a little bit at the back of your mind yeah and then we obviously found out it actually was cancer um and then it was a very intense 18 i think it was about 18 months of dad having surgery having treatment being a clinical trial and I saw a lot of things that I don't, I hope that nobody yeah. ever really, their parent, you know, I hope nobody ever sees their parent in that position because it's, you know, it's horrible. It's somebody you love, yeah. it's somebody you look up to and there's nothing you can do but sit there and watch. And it's, you know, so that was quite traumatic. Um, it's heartbreaking though, isn't it? It's, yeah. And because it's it was that a kind clinical of trial. Of helplessness. It's like, you know, these people, and again, I'm, you know, speaking from, person but I think this is why we related so well as in yeah. like early conversations to watch someone who has kind of done everything they possibly can to make sure you're okay to then have it on the other side and you just want to give that kind of love and you know care and everything back and you can't mm. honestly it's up there with probably one of the worst emotions that I've ever yeah. felt so I can Absolutely. I completely not obviously I'm not obviously situation is different but I I can understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I think sort of as we touched on the other day when I had a brief chat, you know, what you're experiencing and what I experienced is a is a form of grief. Um, yeah. Obviously, mine's more the traditional kind of sense of grief, but seeing if if you're someone you love, um, especially in this case, a parent, is changed by a um an event in their life or you know and especially if it's physical or psychological yeah. you're grieving for the person that you knew and that relationship that you had yeah. that you can no longer do the things that you enjoy so it is a grief you know grief you comes in many forms <laughs> yeah it's um it is it's grief comes in so many different forms even with breakups that's a type of grief yeah. so um and i've experienced many different types of grief sadly at, at the age of 28 um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that so that obviously massively contributed to my anxiety. And then um, when dad died, I mean, dad, my mum's incredible, bless her, especially now being a single parent. But um, my, I was very, very close with dad and he had this, um, he was definitely like a one in a million character. I can't even yeah. compare him to somebody, but he's just, everybody liked oh. him. He was just a lovely, lovely man. I yeah. think this side of me is probably, you know, like my chattiness. He could chat to anybody. He was a publican. So he's, you know, <laughs> chat about anything and everything. Amazing. Um, really hardworking. And I think that he he was like the head of the family. Um, yeah. He gave us a lot of support, a lot of security. And, and when that gets taken away, understandably, that increase my anxiety because the person that yeah. I always went to said everything's gonna be all right I've got an I've got a plan b I've got, I've got yeah I've got a plan b I've got a plan c I've got a plan d you know <laughs> um that you can't replace that as much no. as people have tried his brothers have been amazing um and so is my mum's family but 
you can't replace that individual. So um, that understandably made me more anxious. Um, grief's difficult to deal with, obviously, on its own anyway. And then a couple... I keep saying a couple. I think it's about three years ago now because obviously time has moved on. Um, that has been an absolute blur for the past year. And <laughs> yeah, half, so. yeah, I don't know, even yeah, yeah. if we're allowed to count last year. Um, I started experiencing depression, but at the time I was very in denial. And I yeah. thought, oh, I'm just having a bad couple of days. And then before you know it, it's weeks. And then before you know it, yeah. it's months. And uh, it just, I, I, I have to admit, I, I think I went to seek support a bit later than I probably should have done. Um, which is why I'm so passionate about people going sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, and it honestly was probably the worst two, three months of, you know, the tablets getting into my system of my life. Yeah. It just, I felt like a completely different person. I was is having brutal. Yeah. Full blown anxiety attacks about 10 times a day, um, you know, without, going into too much detail you know I was on the phone to the Samaritans I had some really bad yeah. dark times and what when I came out the other side of that I thought I don't want what I've been through to be for no reason I, I want to use that and I want to use my passion for writing yeah. to create something and then like I care started and I've just loved it ever since I'm, I'm so lucky that I get to meet so many amazing people and it means so much when people have been helped by what I've written yeah um, I think it's insane. like I'm literally getting so chuffed just like here because it's it's so rare and I, I keep doing this I don't mean to keep doing this but I keep kind of flipping it back to my situation but it's only because when I meet people like yourself and have these kind of talks I get so like excited and so overwhelmed because it's like talking to myself in a way but like you said, like going through all that pain, like I didn't want it to be for nothing. So now like we've got these kind of works of art, if you like, um, like the stuff that we've created from all that. And the fact that if it's helping just one person, I mean, I think you'd agree, like the sense of like achievement and just like, you know what, if that's all, if that's, the, if just that one person who takes that little bit of advice or I gave that person that little bit of comfort, it's a job yeah. well done. Yeah, and I think that that's why, you know, some people can get really mixed up when you're, um, <laughs> oh, I, I nearly said the word influencer and I nearly was a little bit sick um, because I'm not oh, an influencer, don't. but you know, when you're in that kind of um, industry, if you like, yeah. um, you, 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 can, you can get a bit fixed on the numbers, but the reason I get fixed on the numbers is because I want to reach more people and yeah. I want to help more people. And I just think, you know, that's why I want the brand to grow because I want more to help more people. Yeah. And I get messages, a lot of people being like, oh, I wish I'd found you sooner. And I'm like, I'm working on it. <laughs> like, I'm doing the best I can. Um, so... Go out with a big net and just roll <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I hope. That's, that's all I have in mind whenever I write something. And I'm very, you know, I make sure that the content is, is audience focused. And I ask yeah. people what they're worried about. Um, and just write it as naturally as I can. I'm always really honest, um, which a lot of people that know me wouldn't have me any other way. Um, and I do try, and it's, and it's hard, there's a fine line, I think, between trying to be funny and it being a bit inappropriate and, you know, some stuff being so serious that people don't want to read it. I try and yeah. inject a bit of humour so that people feel more comfortable talking about stuff. Yeah. Um, 
as I say, in a sensitive way, I'm not a total jackass. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but I think that's why I relate so much. Like, I am actually, I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation anyway. But, like, even, like, through your post, like, your personality really comes through. And I'm also not a fan of the whole serious side of mental health. Like, obviously, it's incredibly serious. You know, it it can cost lives. Mm but it doesn't have to be as serious as some people portray it because it's no. like, no, no one really liked the serious teacher at school. <laughs> no. Remember the fun teacher. That was a class that you dreaded. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. So I kind of look at it as like that, like I would engage and re- like enjoy posts like, I mean, like yours over someone, you know, stop crying or something like and there's like a person mm. of a sad person, uh, not to sound really heartless, but I, I, I agree. That's all I'm going to say is I agree when with what you're saying. <laughs> when you think about the people that we're trying to reach, you've got people that are, say, for example, they're, 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 they're depressed or they feel depressed. Yeah. Well, the thing that they, you know, they should avoid doing or they want to avoid doing is listening to something that is quite serious and yeah. depressing. Don't they? they want to be uplifted in some way. And that's why it's much better to have, you know, this light, as lighthearted as it can be content yeah. rather than just giving them more of what they're surrounded by and are trying, as I say, trying yeah. to avoid. Um, and I think that's really important when people are, are kind of going through that. I hate the word journey, but I just can't think of another word and I haven't yet come no, up with it. But it is though, word, isn't it? Like it's cheesy. Yeah, it, sounds, is. it is a journey. It's not just like, and I think quite a lot of people who, because I feel like mental health turns into a bit of a trend with some people mm. and yeah. I think you can kind of suss out those people fairly early on because it just seems to be like a quick fix and mm. it's like if you're uh I'm not I mean I'm not accusing anyone of this by the way you know everyone goes through their different struggles at different levels but if you kind of knew how bad it could be for some people then it, it's not just a quick fix it so that's what I think when the journey word is used mm. I yeah it, it is a journey yeah and it and I think it's um I mean I've had some issues with I can't I, I suppose you call it a relapse but I always think of that in terms of like addiction but I suppose it's the yeah. same where you yeah. um you feel like you've taken quite a few steps back and it's really hard not to you know put yourself down for those moments yeah. where you have taken a step back but as you say if, with journeys it can be very up and down so there's no shame in you having to kind of stop being in that situation and then yeah. propel yourself back forward um so yeah it's been it's been an interesting probably what 10 years since I'm 28 now yeah, yeah. wow it's just, it's such a like an important time like turning 18 like you know it's mm. the you know your first time you're allowed to go out it's you know there's a lot of kind of like first like happening so to have such an event like that kind of change the course of your life like in, how did you cope back then like what were the things that you did that to kind of not distract but to but to cope at the time yeah I mean I don't think I'm a good example of dealing with it in the moment <laughs> and the reason that I say that is um because I was quite in denial about how 
bad my dad was. And that doesn't mean that I, even when he was at the hospice, um, I almost convinced myself, me and my brother touched on this the other day, we had a conversation about it, that we were almost, we could see him in the hospice. We know what hospice is, you know, when you're an inpatient, what that probably means unless you're there for respite. So you know, the, the, the evidence was very much in front of us, but our, it's almost like our brains couldn't process that information. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I felt like I'd taken on the role of being the really strong one. Yeah. And I remember my mum being quite concerned that I just wasn't anywhere near as emotional as the rest of us, but yet I loved my dad just as much. Yeah. And I think it's because I held... I held so much emotion inside of me in fear that if I broke, that everybody else would break. Yeah. That I just bottled it all up massively. Um, And I, I think I I processed it at the time in my own way, but I I just felt really uncomfortable getting emotional publicly because I always had that thing in my mind of if dad saw me crying, that he, he would, you know, it, it wouldn't be supporting him um and also I thought if I was in dad's position would I want a load of people around me crying when actually you can't think like that yeah you don't know what that person's thinking yeah. unless you directly ask them and the whole time my dad was at the hospice which, which is about two and a half months he couldn't communicate anyway um oh. so you know I didn't I genuinely didn't know what was going through his head so I was completely yeah. jumping to conclusions and actually my dad. I, you know, he was genuinely the most incredible dad. Yeah. He was so he loved us so unconditionally that he would want me to have be upset if I wanted to be upset. You know, yeah. he wouldn't have wanted me to suffer in silence. So, I think looking back now, and one thing that I do encourage people to do is just to talk. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it's hard when it's family members, but there might be somebody, even if it's a professional. You know, I probably at the time could have done with some counselling. My brother, my mum and my sister did uh, the hospice provided counselling whilst we were on site. And I probably could have benefited from that, but chose not to in this whole, I have to say, strong mindset. Um, So just to talk to somebody else, as long as they've got the capacity to listen, especially if you're going down the friendship route, you know, even if somebody might be able to relate, it's just such a an important thing to do yeah. so that you don't then it will catch up with you eventually that's what it i does, learned and i completely agree like there's a my cousin um works within the mental health um kind of industry at, within the nhs and it's something that she's always said to me that it sticks to me it's like whether you deal with it now or in five years time you're going to deal with it and it is something that that's probably the best bit of advice that i've ever been given because it's like okay and it's that's the mentality i have now when there is you know tough times you know i need to process this because I, I get to that stage where i did the same i bottled it up mm. first of all thank you so much for sharing that because i imagine you know it's still quite hard to talk about so i really appreciate you sharing that obviously you mentioned it when it when you turned 18 yeah you know your dad unfortunately passed away and you're now 28 what mm. has changed in terms of like coping mechanism and like a mindset do you think I think I am much better at feeling the grief yeah um I'm I I, I think I've developed better ways of giving myself time to 
grieve as much as I want to, uh, not expecting too much, not suppressing those emotions, but also not letting it carry on. And what, what I mean by that is not carrying a part of that with me every day. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, you know, there's moments I've got pictures of dad, obviously, understandably around my room and I've got a ring with his fingerprint on, you know, things like that. Yeah. I've always got a part of him with me, but there are some days where it is, you know, I really just need to sink into it and just, and just feel those emotions. And yeah. that's absolutely okay. And I found the people, the only people that tend to judge or comment, um, which my God, they're brave if they ever comment in my direction. But <laughs> I was going to say, um, <laughs> yeah. right mouthful. Um, are people that feel uncomfortable expressing how yeah. they feel themselves. I used to do that towards my sister and I can put my hands up and say, I used to get really irritated when she'd, express how she was feeling sometimes but that's yeah. because I was so annoyed that I couldn't and I envied the fact she could do that so that's one thing or secondly they just haven't fully experienced it themselves it's like well it's okay yeah. for you to judge when you're not in that position so I that's probably been the most important thing for me is to just when I get those overwhelming emotions just go with it yeah just be by myself and just go with it but then almost have a limit to it in the sense of I don't let it last days um, yeah. like most of the time you might have a good old cry for a couple of hours and then I'll be like okay really look after myself what's going to make me feel better I'll have a bath or yeah. put some of my candles on or read a book that I want to or watch something on Netflix to lift me back up yeah. um it's more of so a control thing isn't it, it? yeah like you've it's, got fully control it, over it now but not wallow in it yeah. um because you know my my dad just wouldn't would not have wanted that um so I think honestly, that's the, that's the big has been the biggest change for me is is accepting across the board really that my, expressing my emotions there's yeah. absolutely no shame and I realise now it's the bravest thing I I can do and it's the bravest thing I ever could have done rather yeah. than suppressing things was avoiding the issue whereas actually facing it head on and saying you know I see you and I'm going to take you on that takes so much bravery and, and people it don't does. get enough credit for that. Really I, I think it's like again like solid advice and I'm a little bit I, I say this quite often but like I get so in awe of people like yourself like sharing their like story and then just because it's kind of it, it's a sense of growth isn't it like mm. I don't know that about you but it's, it's kind of like a out-of-body experience sometimes when <laughs> you kind of <laughs> look back at certain things and then you allow yourself to process them to feel I mean what you just said about like feel it don't wallow in it I think that's like I think that should be like on a in a photo frame or something. <laughs> you should put it on your website it's, and sell it <laughs> yeah no it's it, but it, it is important you know I, I just really think people should feel those intense emotions to so that they come to the service and they're able to deal yeah. with them but then what I mean by not wallowing is taking it forward where you get trapped in it that's yeah. not healthy either. So you almost, that's why I say I give myself certain limits on it um, and find a way forward. Um, so, and you know, grief grief's one of those horrible things that just pops up whenever you don't want it to. And I'm like, oh God, you again. Great. I feel like it's like the worst emotion as well because it's, no yeah. one really tells you how to deal with grief. No. Like, there's so many different, obviously, levels. Everyone experiences it in very, very different ways. So when you're kind of talking about it I feel like it's one of those things where as much as it's everyone goes through it everyone kind of seizes mm. up a little bit like I don't know how to deal with this I don't know how to talk about it so I, I 
I don't love conversations like this from a point of view like oh I'm glad we're grieving it's more from a point (laughs) of view that because it just gives it that exposure and that kind of acknowledgement to say like yes it is difficult there is no kind of real right way of dealing with it I mean obviously there's a lot of wrong ways of dealing with it but you know like you know like what you went through to come now through the other side it's now like yeah okay I'm owning it but it is having conversations like this that I think really probably make it more healthy yeah I think one of the things that I found which honestly it's like it just makes me a little bit crazy every time I see it and I saw it the other day which is probably why it's the front (laughs) of my mind is um really sadly somebody that I'm friends with on Facebook their dad died of Covid um quite young quite a young guy and obviously that's just horrible and somebody had written underneath um I know exactly how you feel and it really gets to me when people say that oh god because I'm like you don't know exactly how that person feels I know what you try I know you're trying to be helpful but you don't there seems to be this growing thing of and if my friends listen to this I'll laugh because we talk about it a lot and we talk about a certain individual we used to work with but it's like it's almost like grief top trumps definitely and if that and when it happens it's like all of a sudden like the person who they bumped into once in the post office is posting condolences on Mm. Facebook you're like yeah you didn't know them yeah I mean I had it I mean obviously it's nice but it's yeah and I know that often people have the very best intentions but I used to have somebody that was like anything I said about they, you know they'd ask me about dad because of, I worked at the hospice that he died in and then anything I said she would say she would basically she might as well have just said mine's worse because and yeah. I was like well I don't like comparing or no, and ranking and people's grief be. because you've missed out on different things you know yes I'm very sad that my dad will not have been uh, well, won't be there for my wedding day if that happens. Yeah. He won't meet my gr- his grandchildren if that happens. You know, he was so passionate about me going to university, didn't couldn't come to my graduation because he died before then. You know, yeah. things like that. But that doesn't mean that I'm grieving more than one of my friends whose dad died yeah. a couple of years ago and lived, you know, up until she was forty two. It doesn't. It's a. Diff- it's still grief. <laughs> it's, just... you know, it's still, and you don't understand the complex. Uh, yeah. relationships that people might have had you know all those sorts of things the memories they've got and all those the regrets or whatever so I just think to say you know exactly you don't you just can people think you don't know exactly yeah. how that person this is feels. why I always use the word relate you mm. say you can relate to how they're feeling it's not as oh I know how you're feeling no you don't <laughs> yeah and it's, no, it, don't. it's <laughs> yeah it's a red flag to a ball for me so um yeah I just that's one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to to grief but then on the opposite end of the scale I don't like it when people don't say anything at all I mean I've had those awkward situations where people think well I'd rather not say anything and say the wrong thing so I just won't say anything and I'll make you feel like an alien yeah you get splinters on your ass if you sit on the fence yeah (laughs) yeah so (laughs) yeah it's a that's a very good phrase because it does I I just felt so alienated and and some people that I thought would really be there for me yeah even now don't really approach the subject um and you know I'm do you ever like mention it like in a kind of conversation and everyone kind of just goes silent (laughs) yeah it's it's like you just like walked into a room like made a smile and left 
it's like yeah we, like guys like we've grown through it we're able to talk about it we're adults you know like yeah. we've processed it we're you know it's healthy to talk but even like in my certain friendship groups now if like if I mention like oh you know my mom's in a neurological care home it's like it's like the record like player scratches <laughs> and everything just goes <laughs> silent and it's like oh okay should I have not have said that like <laughs> yeah do do? And, and don't get me wrong it's, it's a really difficult conversation to navigate and I and I appreciate that but just say something you know people are gonna appreciate that you've tried yeah whereas you know as I I've, I will mention to people that if I say oh my my you know my dad died and they'll just be like oh oh right and it's just a tumbleweed and you're like oh this is just really awkward now I'm not sure where to take this um, I felt awkward then and I, I knew you wasn't <laughs> so you know it, and it is and I, I totally get it's different and uh, difficult and that's why I touch on grief a lot with the blog yeah to make people feel a little bit more comfortable and to give people insight into what's annoying and what's, you know, a healthier way yeah. of approaching someone. Um, rather than, as I say, silence is just often one of the worst yeah. things you can do because it can really alienate the person that's grieving. But then it also makes you feel like you can't talk about it. So I understand when people who are grieving or going through any kind of like challenge or mental challenge, if they... I think the, the biggest thing for me, and for Tibet, it's for a lot of people as well. Like, I, I, I don't think they would mind me saying so, but like just being listened to and feeling like they are being heard, mm. whether they want to speak or chime in at all. But as long as you're kind of acknowledging what they're saying and, you know, give them that sign that you are listening, you are taking in, you don't have to sit there and reply and be like, yeah, you know, you know, it's bad. It's this, it's that. It could always be worse, you know. You know, but and it's all those kind of things like you just have to give that person just that slight bit of hint that you are interested in what they're saying, they are being mm. listened to, because the impact it has on that person is can in some cases be life changing. Like yeah, absolutely. That they are being heard. And anybody in a in a situation where it is having an emotional or psychological effect on them, they won't forget the people that weren't there for them or didn't say anything yeah. and I don't mean that in a resentful or a bitter way I just mean it in it does it does really help you to see who your friends are and who those people are yeah. that you can rely on when shit hits the fan and that has actually been really good for me actually yeah um, so I don't actually say it in a sad way I say it in a kind of a, yeah. a good sense so you know if you don't want to be one of those people then you kind of need to step up and figure out what can you do and it doesn't have to be all the answers, you know, if, if you don't know what to say, be honest and say, I don't know what to say to, and I can't relate to how, maybe how you're feeling, but I'm here to listen. I'll absolutely yeah. listen. I'll, you know, are there practical things you can do for them? Or, you know, can you just even something small like sending them a message saying, I'm thinking of you, things yeah. like that, you know, that you can do um, that would help. But I think ignoring it completely is just not healthy and it's not helpful. Yeah. So take that or you... <laughs> silent people out there. I can not think of a word. <laughs> Get off the fence. <laughs> Absolutely. I do love that phrase. I'm going to be using that. You're welcome. I'm going to take um, feel it, not wallow in it. So there I we think go. Yeah. There we go. We've just played <laughs> grief 
swap greet I don't, I don't know what i'm talking about now this is what annoys me about this part of the show that well-known game waffling. grief swap yeah. oh god it's great isn't it it's like grief top trumps it's a christmas it's yeah. like a christmas bestseller god well yeah. if you know someone died well yeah i have two people who died it's like yeah. what are we doing here what? someone actually Why said to me i'm not uh, no do you know what i am going to shame them because i don't even speak to them anymore but my <laughs> ex said to me um and before anybody jumps to conclusions don't start saying horrible things to the wrong ex but um one of them said to me <laughs> oh well at least both of your parents haven't died that was the helpful and i was like right i know in your brain that sounded like oh yeah positive i've still got mum. oh my god oh thank god for that yeah, Why I was I like, think of that? again, an example of somebody just not really thinking through what they've said yeah. and just throwing it out there. And you're like, no, no that's just not helpful. Do you know what, while we're on this <laughs> subject now, because I think you've, you've opened a can of worms. Do you know what really pisses me off? When you're having a bit of a, you know, you're either you're in a state of panic or, you know, you're on the verge of having like a full-blown anxiety or panic attack. And someone says, calm down. Yeah. That is like, even yeah. saying those words. Like, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I hear it just saying that yeah, out loud. I've had that so many times. Just chill. If yeah, I could just down. chill and if I could calm down, I wouldn't have anxiety, would I? <laughs> I wouldn't, you think I choose to have a full blown anxiety attack that's going to exhaust me for either the rest of the day or the rest of the week? <sighs> yeah, I've chosen that. Blows my Do mind. Like, even talking about it really. Mm. <laughs> I feel like my heart is racing. Just that, in, all, in all honesty, of all the mental health things, that's my number one. Of like, please stop telling yeah. people to calm down. Or if you're um, depressed, for people to just be like, can you not just be more positive? Yeah. Oh, oh. God. Thank God for that. Thank you for that advice. <laughs> yeah. Susan. My life has completely changed. <laughs> Do you know what's... <laughs> I, to be fair, this is actually quite a serious one. I have a real bad problem with the term man up. Mm. like it really bothers me and there's a few like men's mental health pages and stuff like that that out there that use that term and it really annoys me and it's not obviously everyone can do whatever they want it's you know this is purely just my opinion but I was raised by women mm. and there has been certain like males like in my family who I used to look up to thinking like oh you know like one day I kind of want to be like that I want to do this I want to do that and they are they've turned out to be like the worst role models <laughs> that mm. I could potentially have but it's been the women so and again obviously it's just from personal experience but being told to kind of like man up and you know it's okay to cry but man it's like we are so conditioned as like when we're growing up or when we're growing up to be like oh stop crying you know man up you know grow up it'll be fine and it's just like we had that as kids now we kind of we're growing out of it as we're kind of processing you know whatever kind of you know challenges life's challenges or you know trauma that we've been through so why are you still telling us as adults to man up yeah but then and so, i, like, oh, I mean, if my <laughs> if my brother listens to this he'll be rolling his eyes any second now because i am <laughs> unsurprisingly a feminist and it's man up's just not I mean, it completely excludes women and makes us out to be yeah. an inferior sex, which, you know, it's the 21st century, probably should move on from that and actually start looking at equality in more seriousness. And before people think that equality is here, you have a lot of learning to do. <laughs> um, so, and that's why people have started trending women up. Like a lot of, yeah. I have seen a lot of female brands doing the same thing. Um, but 
I mean, another solution would be just to scrap it completely. Yeah. Why are we setting those expectations yeah. of like, you need to get to here? Well, what is that? Because it can mean a different exactly. thing to different. But what does man up actually mean? What does that look like to you? Is that even a healthy representation of what somebody should be? If I was to man up like some of the men in my family, I dread to think of the situation I would be in. I dread to think of the situation I probably would have put my sister in, that my house. So I am not like a huge, like political, I don't have a huge stance on stuff like that. But when it comes to things like feminism and stuff like that, like I'm probably, there's probably a lot of men out there that will agree, yes, I'm a feminist, but I was raised by women and yeah. I have an incredibly strong mom, you know, to go through what she did, to go through here. If that had happened to one of the male members in my family, I don't think they would still be alive. And I know that probably sounds very controversial, mm. but I'm glad that I have kind of a woman's mentality in some And I think, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And men, because then I don't have to man up. If I want to show emotion, I will show emotion. I sometimes watch EastEnders and literally can't stop me crying quiet most well, there's some the emotional films. things that i've me and my housemate have somehow got back into eastenders in the last three four months don't know how that's happened but i'm, I'm I invested i oh, wonder what's going to happen to Ian we should Beale. be best friends um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh god he looks horrendous but we could i mean we could go on about that for hours um but now i think you know it's it's I think a lot of a lot of people, it's it's the fear of not actually understanding what feminism yeah. is without going off on a tangent. It's actually all about equality. I don't think I'm better than a man. I just yeah. want to be equal to. It's really that it's that simple. And if you don't think that that is right, then you can get in the bin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get off the fence and get in the bin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> on that hugely positive note, I want to to thank you for sharing your story with me, your journey, because it is people like you that keep me going and, you know, to have these kind of opportunities and these conversations from my own personal like pain and journey, it genuinely makes my day that there is like-minded people out there that went through similar things that I did and just understand it because, you know, there's nothing worse than meeting someone for the first time and kind of, going over all kind of ground but like I feel like I've known you <laughs> for a very long time even though it's probably been a week <laughs> thank you so much for that no I, honestly I'm I'm so grateful to be on I think what you're doing with the podcast is fantastic and it's you know giving people a platform to be able to discuss, discuss these difficult topics and that's what we need we need more people like you going out there and raising awareness of things no, that we need that. to be more comfortable talking about yes so still get off the fence. I know there's someone else. <laughs> <I've seen. laughs> so where 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 can people find you? So I'm always on like Instagram. Like on social media and stuff, not like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's my address. Yeah, um... some of them will turn up. <laughs> yeah, was, my there. housemate might not enjoy that. Um, <laughs> and also, you know, COVID, social distancing, all that yes. kind of stuff. Um, so I'm on always on Instagram, which is like I care underscore blog. Um, and I'm also on Facebook with the same thing, but Instagram is probably the best way to find me. Yeah. And then the website is uh, likeicare.org. Very so nice. Hopefully all very easy to remember. 
but if oh, I'll post the links to absolutely everything yes. anyway but yeah Sophie thank you so much for joining me like my no, thank certainly. you very much I've had I've learned something which I'm very grateful for and I've got a new saying so I, I, once I get off this call I'm just going to go and trade that trademark that feeling <laughs> that's really rude <laughs> some cut I'll just spat on that that's a great way to end. <laughs> You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my very special guest this week, the incredible Soph from Like I Care. Make sure you check out the blog because it is phenomenal and some great advice. As always, hit subscribe and I'll see you next week. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon. <laughs>